welcome to More Than Myths. I, I almost took a picture. Yes, then. Oh, I wish you would have. <laughs> a nice burp action. Yeah, just your face. Mid-burp. I had to get used to like burping in public again. Because <laughs> I usually just burp <laughs> out loud. You know, it's like. You, you don't hold it in. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I'm in public and people can hear me. You don't want people to hear you burp. No. No. It's not nice. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Welcome to More Than Myths. You're going to just keep laughing? (laughs) Actually, yeah. I thought I'd try it out for a while. Uh, Welcome to More Than Myths, guys. Uh, Thanks for coming back. Haley and I talk to each other once a week, and we bring brand new stories of mythology, legends, folklore, fairy tales, and sometimes even some creepy shit, and uh, blow each other's minds with new information. And we also do some other stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Every once in a while, we try out different things. (laughs) Every once in a while, we try to throw some new things out there. But yeah, we like to just learn new things and chat about it with our curious friends, which are you guys. So thanks for hopping in today. How are you, Haley? Thanks for being here. I'm good. Doing doing A-OK? Nice. Yeah. Did you have anything outstanding happen this week? Let's see. No. It was a pretty average week. I wish I had, <laughs> man, I wish I had something like, you know what? I saw something really cool. <laughs> right. No, it was a regular week. I woke up and went to work and came home. It yeah. was a really average week. Like I did some laundry. I finished a book, started oh, a good. new book. I finished The Shining finally. Oh, good. It was good it actually really gave me the shivers a couple of times Ooh, yeah it was a little upsetting nice i love it i spent my afternoon yesterday at the korean spa which is up here in washington it is women only but it's like the most relaxing peaceful space i've ever been in in my life (laughs) Uh, they've got like a room that's all just pools and soaking and relaxation. And then they've got different like heated rooms or infrared rooms. And you can go and sit in each of them. They all have different healing properties. That sounds amazing. It was really lovely. Um, so you had also, an outstanding week. <laughs> yeah, I had a really, it was like a really long week. So I kind of had to check in with myself. I'm like, I think I need a day at the spa. So that's where I was yesterday. And it was very refreshing and very much what I needed. I They also have a restaurant. So I was definitely working on my research for the podcast <laughs> while eating a ton of Korean food. And it was, I was like, this is my best life right here yeah this is magic yeah it was really nice it was really great 
I'm not so. jealous of you at all. I really can't wait to bring you. Like, oh, yeah, I'm excited. I need you to come visit so just so we can go to the spa. Yeah, that that's sounds, it. That's all we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Just show up. Let's go to the spa. Then I'm going to leave. Yeah. Like Quick pick visit. Up the airport, spend <laughs> all day at the spa, and then drop you off. At Take me back. Get that's out it. of here. Huh. Like, see ya. See ya later. See you in three more years. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was a downer. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Haley and I were kind of doing the math today. We were trying to figure out when the last time we saw each other was. In person. Because we see each other. We FaceTime each other all the time. But actually physically being able to reach you know out what? and touch each other. What? Now that I'm thinking about it, though. No, it was three. Never mind. It's 2018. That's too long. Fuck. That makes me sad. Too long. Next, it was next three subject. years. Next subject. Yeah. Just so anyway. It bugs me out. We're going to uh, try to see each other very, very soon. Yeah, and we are. Maybe I'm by the time this comes out, we might have seen each other already. <laughs> and we'll tell you all about it next time. <laughs> are you ready to hear my tale? I'm so ready. Okay. Tell me a tale. I had a really – I just need to preface this by I had a really hard time – coming up with a topic this week. I cuz I really, you know, there's so much to cover, but I want to have that like extra bit of interest. Like I want it to pique my interest, right? Yeah. I want it to be something new and I want it to be something that I actually am interested in like learning more about. So mm. I just was having a super hard time with that. And I was like trying not to do anything Greek. I was trying to do <laughs> nothing really scary and dark. And so what did I end up doing? Greek and dark. <laughs> Perfect. I so, full circle. Everything that I didn't want to do is what I'm doing today. But it's um it's one of my favorite myths and it's probably one of the first myths that I that kind of piqued my interest in mythology in high school. So I went to an arts high school in Vancouver, Washington and we would do a play every you know, season. So there'd be mm -hmm. a fall play, a winter play, and a spring play. And one year, my junior year for our fall play, we did Metamorphosis, which in our fact check, we're going to look up and see who wrote it because I can't remember or Haley's going to check for me right now. Um, so we did Metamorphosis, which is a retelling of Greek mythologies in this kind of anthological, anthological, anthology. Anth it's in, in an anthology. So the stories are individual. They're not connected, but it's just different tellings of these stories. So one of them that I was cast in was the story of Eric Sikthen and Hunger. So that's the story I'm going to cover today. But we're going to talk about the goddess Lemos, which is the goddess of hunger and famine. Ooh. So she's known as the personification of hunger. She is also known to be the counterpart of Demeter. So her and Demeter actually cannot be in the same oh. room together because Demeter is the personification of food and harvest and, you know, Plenty. full bellies, right? And hunger is – or Lumos is the personification of the complete opposite. So it's literally like counteractive. They couldn't be – it would be oh, – I'm trying to think of the word – like it would be impossible for them to be in the same space because they cancel each other out. 
Yes. Be like so, nothingness. So if, I mean, it can't happen, but if it did, would they just I, disappear? The would it, the universe would implode? Yeah. I'm probably. glad that they didn't. Yeah, me too. Whew. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Lemos had numerous siblings that were all personifications of kind of evil. So pain, fights, murder, oh. lies, forgetfulness. So just to name a few <sighs> of them. Oh, man. And their mother was the goddess Eris, and she was the goddess of discord. So she's the mother of all this negative Holy shit. Holy cow. Yeah. Right? So so it makes sense. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Talk our, about your dysfunctional family. The most dysfunctional <laughs> the most family. dysfunctional family ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and so the play metamorphosis is actually based on Ovid's metamorphosis. Um, and I'm going to read a, the description of hunger or f- of Lumos from, or Lemos. I don't know if I'm saying it right, from Ovid's metamorphosis because it's just too good. I was like, I'm not going to paraphrase this. I'm just going to read it <laughs> word for word. So quote, quote, her hair was coarse, her face sallow her eyes sunken, her lips crusted and white, her throat scaly with scruff. Her parchment skin revealed the bowels within. (gasps) Beneath her hollow loins jutted her weathered hips, her sagging breasts seemed hardly fastened to her ribs. Her stomach with a void, or her stomach only with a void, her joints wasted and huge, her knees like balls, her ankles, her ankles grossly her swollen. Her ankles, her ankles <laughs> grossly swollen. She sounds terrible, and you can see inside of her body cavity and see her guts. Yeah, like there, it's leaving nothing to ima- the, the imagination. There's not an ounce of fat on her, oh you know. So gosh. it's like you can see the outline of her organs, and you can see oh. every bone and. She's just – there's nothing – she's pretty much death. Starvation. Yeah. She's starvation personified, oh. right? Um. Yeah. It's – yuck. But then there's also this really cool fan art that I found of her where she was fine and yeah. really beautiful, but everything around her oh. was famine and waste and, you know, so kind of like that dark goddess – with you know who causes all of those things i don't know i think i like that one more because the other one just is scary so i found two pictures which i grabbed sources so we'll have them on our instagram so if you're listening now it should be up but there's i'll have like the kind of pretty goddess version but she has like corpses at her dress hem like holding oh my gosh trying to reach up to her um really creepy and then there's another one that is very um it's like kind of what ovid wrote and it's like a drawing of that and it reminds me a lot of Gollum. oh yeah very much like Gollum. yes i can see that big eyed just kind of emaciated nasty looking creature creature so she's said to live in a wasteland sometimes frozen but because nothing grows or lives and she brings famine and hunger with her. So it's not like 
like she could go into a lush area and it, yeah. it would eventually die, you know? Oh so it's gosh. just like, yeah. she just lives where nothing is. Um, and this <laughs> is called Scythia is the name of the land she's from or where she resides. And she's usually found in like rocky or caves, um, just dark, depressing, no life to be found. That's so sad. I know. I know. I'm trying to think. I'm like, hopefully, like to her, it's just life. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. She's like, this is it. This is this is it. This is fine. <laughs> I need to go snuggle up with my rocks. <laughs> so um, but the story that I'm gonna tell today that that goes along with Lemos is um the story of King Eric Sixthen. So he is the king of Thessaly. Um, and one day he was out and about. And he actually chopped down one of the sacred groves of Demeter. Oh, no. And like we know, don't fuck with the Greek gods or the things that they love because they're vengeful and petty as fuck. They'll get you. They'll get you. And he got got. Mm. (laughs) Fuck. So Demeter pissed is like, nope. How (sighs) dare you, you filthy human you destroyed, you know, one of the my beautiful that trees. I love. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh. So, because she can't be where Lemos is, she sends uh, an Oread nymph to ask Lemos for help to punish okay. him. Mm-hmm. So the nymph tra- traveled to Scythica and sought out Lemos and just it's just a wasteland. She's she borrowed a chariot from somebody. And was just kind of flying over the land and looking for hunger and finally found her and actually stayed really far away. So almost like shouted, you know, hey, heads up. (laughs) I need you to do this thing for Demeter who can't actually find you. So I'm just the messenger. And um. So she found her amongst the rocks and the stony fields. She explained what Demeter was asking mm-hmm. and, you know, hunger or Lemos agreed and the nymph immediately left because Not she could around. already feel – even at the <sighs> distance she was at, she could feel the hunger setting oh, in. Oh, my gosh. And just like imagine always being with the goddess of – like bounty and plenty and then yeah. even just experiencing mm-hmm. being at that complete 180 of it, you know? Oh. So she was like, uh-uh, bye. I'm out. See you later. Uh, she's Enjoy like, you got rocks. it? You got it? Cool. Bye. So um, Lemos agreed to do Demeter's bidding, visited the palace of Eric Sikthen, and while he was sleeping, she wrapped herself around his body <gasps> and is said uh- to have – breathed into his lungs, throat, and mouth and like settled Ew. herself into his, into his body. Um, another thing I read is that she like nestled in his stomach. Ew! Like a parasite, you know? Like a, like yeah. a tapeworm. <laughs> like a tapeworm. The tapeworm. <laughs> That's horrible, but accurate yeah <laughs> that's super i can't believe i just called the greek goddess a tapeworm she's coming for you fuck we didn't mean it we didn't mean it 
Oh my God. <laughs> um, so the God of sleep, which is like some, something I can't remember his name, um, actually helped her in this first interaction by keeping him asleep the first night. And so as like, as Lumos, Lemos took him over and like kind of possessed him, um, he begun to dream of food and feast <sighs> and woke up. And when he finally did, when he was finally released from the God of sleep, because he was so hungry that he, he didn't sleep again. Oh you know, my like, gosh. So he woke up, he was starving when he right. woke up. Sure. So he orders his servants to prepare as much food as they possibly could. He ate and ate and ate all day, all night, all oh day, my gosh. all night, all day, all night. Um, just endless, endless food coming in from the kitchen. He everything they brought to him, he would consume and eat and eat and eat, and just never ending feast. Oh. So it gets to a point where they run out of food. And so he orders more food to be brought to the castle. More and more food is brought in. He's spending buck tons of money on this, like trying to fill his hunger. And the more he eats, the hungrier he gets. So imagine this whole, literally every bite that you take, that feeling grows worse and gets stronger so yeah anyway this is why you don't piss off the gods and chop down trees you're not supposed to yes exactly ah it's like it's all they want you to do is just live and don't fuck with their shit okay (laughs) don't mess with their shit he gets to a point where this all continued until the entirety of his ancestral wealth was spent on food. Oh my gosh. So this is a king. Like he has money. He has this and whole he treasury. Spent all of it on oh my food. Gosh. So the kingdom is bankrupt. <gasps> he's thrown <laughs> out. Like he's he's like to the point where he can't think about anything else. But you know, food and but how food. hungry he is. Oh. Yep. And so he was still starving. He actually sold his daughter into slavery to cover the cost of more food. But wow. she was later saved by Poseidon. But that's a different story. Um, and then <laughs> so finally, like through all of this torture and all of this, you know, frustration, he – Ate himself. No. Starting with his feet. Oh, gross. And his legs. He. And consumed himself. Yuck. And I'm I'm assuming that he. It's gross either way, but I'm assuming he probably didn't like cut off his feet. I'm assuming he probably just was eating himself. Off of himself. Off of himself. Off the bone. Oh, gross. Yeah. Oh, gross. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So, Lemos, once he died, so he died from eating himself, of course. Um, Lemos, with her job done, returned to her stony fields and went back to her quiet life in her cave. (laughs) 
And Demeter was probably thrilled and good like, job. Probably sent a us a big flowers. middle finger to Eric Sickthen. You oh piece my of God. shit for cutting down my my grove. But yeah, yeah, wow. Wild. So there's your Greek dark story for me today. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what I have today. About the goddess of hunger and famine. Ew. Ew. <laughs> yes. Oh. You said something earlier about eating your foot. And I was like, oh, just wait. Oh. <laughs> Ew. I was like, hey. Just you wait. You just, like, just wait. You wait. Don't even know. Gets you there and don't like, even know what you just eating feet. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, that imagery, just <clears throat> him eating himself, is so disturbing. Yeah. Ugh. Cutting off pieces and yeah, ew, just, oh. ugh, yeah. That's enough said. Black. 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 I think we definitely need a sticker that says just black. Black. With our yes, little please. Smith logo on yes, it. Yes, please. That's perfect. Because I feel like that's our catchphrase when we're <laughs> yeah, just black. not black. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. So, so you did your Greek love story. Yeah. Yeah. And I had the same problem that you did. I, oh my gosh, I looked at so many different things and just couldn't decide what I wanted to do. And being Haley, I went back to Egypt. Nice. Because <laughs> I, I've always had a love of everything Egyptian. Mm -hmm. Their stories, the iconetry, everything. I also really love a good tragic romance. I grew Ooh. up, yeah, I grew up watching <laughs> the VHS. I don't know what year it came out, Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yes. And I loved it because I loved the story, but I also loved it because of how tragic it is. Which yeah. is probably fucked up. Yeah. You know, little Haley. A little just bit. Being like, yes, it's so dark. I love <laughs> it's it. It's so dark. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that was That's typical Haley. <laughs> so I decided to put those two together. And I'm going to tell you the earliest romantic tragedy in history of Isis and Osiris. <gasps> okay. Do you know the story of Isis and Osiris? No, I no? don't. Okay, and I am going to tell you at the end, it gets pretty wild. <laughs> okay. Try. <laughs> we'll just see how it goes. All right. In Egypt, there's a lot of, a bunch of different deities, so I'm going to give you a really brief. What's happening? Do you hear that? Is it the wind? It's the rain hitting the windows. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> Yeah, we have a windstorm today. That's yeah, you to be do. Wild. So yeah, that sounds pretty wild. 
It sounds like a tornado. Hold on. We should go look at it. Okay, so it's east winds today, which it's not normally east winds. So our oh. trees aren't used to being blown in that direction, which means they can be weaker and it's more likely that they can fall down. And we have like this grove next to us. Mm -hmm. And I just had this like horrifying feeling that like I'd be recording and a tree would fall on top of the house. So I had to go check the trees and nothing is close enough. And if it did fall, it would just be branches. So we're good. But I was just having a minute of like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. I can't get crushed by a tree today. Like, that's no. not on my agenda. That's not going to happen. Okay. That's so I'm good now. <clears throat> okay. All right. So I'm going to tell you this tragic love story of the goddess Isis and her husband Osiris. Okay. But to start, I'm going to give you a really brief overview of the family. Okay. So we have the great earth deity Geb and the sky goddess Nut. They fall in love and they're completely inseparable. But their father doesn't like this and he thinks that that's not okay. And he pushes Nut away from Geb high up into the heavens. So already we've got tragedy. They can see each other every day, but they can't touch each other ever again. So we're really, we're really getting into this romantic tragedy the right way. Newt is pregnant. The first baby is Osiris. He's the god of order and eventually the master of the underworld. His twin sister Isis, who is the god of healing, magic, fertility, death, and rebirth. Mm, Their brothers, okay. they're responsible for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Their younger brother, Seth, who is the god, of, the god of disorder, storms, violence, and foreigners. And then they have a baby sister named uh, Nephthys. And she is associated with mourning, the night or darkness, service, childbirth, the dead, protection, magic, health, embalming, and beer. <laughs> and beer. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Fun fact. She was found on King Tut's canopic jars because she is actually – she was one of, uh, I think, four different guardians that was pictured on his canopic jars protecting his internal organs. Oh, nice. So we have Isis and Osiris. They're twins, and they get married. They were said to be in love with each other from the womb. And their love passed understanding. We don't even, we couldn't even comprehend it if we tried. These are really old stories. So some of it's changed. And I'm going to try to give you this happened, but also maybe this happened. Okay. Together, Isis and Osiris rule ancient Egypt. They were charged with bringing civilization to humanity, teaching people about government, religion, and marriage. Isis taught the women of Egypt how to weave, bake, brew beer. And Osiris is a just and good king. Things are going well. But his brother Seth's in the background watching him and he gets really jealous. So he gets angry because one of two things happens. He either gets mad because Osiris kicks him or, damn it, <laughs> or he gets mad because Osiris sleeps with Nephthys and she has a baby, which they name Anubis. 
Oh. So he okay. either kicked him or he slept with his wife, which is also his sister. Yeah, there's a whole lot of incest it's happening. It's a whole up in lot of incest. Shit. Yeah, okay. and it gets weirder. Seth's pissed, but he hides his anger and he mm-hmm. hatches a plan. He comes up with the most devious, evil revenge plan, and it starts with a box. So one night, he sneaks into Osiris and Isis's room while they're asleep, and he measures his brother, takes those measurements the next morning after breakfast, and he goes and finds the best craftsman that he can, and he says, I need you to build the most beautiful chest you've ever built fit to this specific measurement that I'm giving you. Weeks go by, the chest's completed, and Seth decides that he's going to invite everybody to this big banquet. He's going to throw a party uh-huh. to get everybody together. So okay. they're at this party. They're drinking. They're dancing, dining, having a good time. And Seth stands up and says, I have a fun party game we're going to try. He brings out this box and says, whoever can fit in this box can keep it. And they're all ooing and aahing because, one, they're probably wasted. And two, <laughs> <laughs> on beer. On beer, but it's the most beautiful chest any of them have ever seen. Wow. Okay. A few guests try to get in and they don't fit. And it comes around to Osiris and Seth helps him get into the box. And Osiris is like, wow, this is cozy. I fit in here really good. And Seth leans down to him and says, I had it built for you, brother, and slams the chest shut (gasps) immediately. Seth's slaves come into the room, pick up this chest, and leave with it. They go out to the dock and throw this chest into the Nile. In <gasps> all of these people. So Isis is also there. And she's losing her shit. She's screaming. She's tearing her clothes. She's in complete distress. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seth, cool as a cucumber, turns around and just looks at everybody and says, Osiris is dead. I'm Pharaoh. Because <gasps> the box would Jesus. fill with water, it yeah. would sink, and and Osiris would drown. Meaning that Seth is now Pharaoh. So Isis is beyond devastated, heartbroken. She cuts off her hair, and she knows that she has to find her husband's body so that she can ensure that he has a proper burial, so that he right. can go to the go into the afterlife. So she leaves and travels to Phoenicia. And she goes to the palace there and is greeted by a queen, Astarte. Okay. The queen doesn't realize who Isis is. And she actually hires her to be a nursemaid. Oh. So (laughs) Isis is like, okay, I like babies. I'll hang out for a while. So she's taking care of Queen Astarte's babies. And she's in the nursery. And she places the child in the fireplace. And and Astarte comes in and she's screaming and flipping out. And she's like, what are you doing? And Isis just looks at her and she's like, I'm making your baby immortal. Like, what? Do you not realize who I am? And Astarte comes to realize that she's hired Isis. The the goddess goddess Isis. (laughs) The goddess Isis. Yeah. The the goddess Isis. <laughs> exactly. She doesn't realize who it is. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, shit. She's like, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. 
how can I help you? What can I do for you? Great, great <clears throat> goddess. How can I help? And she says, I'm trying to find my husband's body. And Astartes tells her, I know exactly where your, your husband's body is. She takes her to the center of the palace and there's a tamarisk tree and the coffin is inside the middle of this tree. It's grown. Yeah, the tree's grown up around this coffin and now his body's inside the center of this tree. So Isis takes the whole tree. She just like removes the Like she does. Just, <laughs> I'll take the whole thing, thanks. I'm just going to take the whole thing, thanks. But she blesses this particular portion, this particular city. And they actually later become the principal exporters of papyrus in Egypt. Oh, wow. Cool. So Seth's still pharaoh. And he doesn't think that Isis is going to be able to find Osiris's body. But he doesn't really want to let on that he's done anything wrong. Because if Isis succeeds in bringing Osiris back to life, he's probably going to be in trouble. Because he killed not only his king, but also his brother. You think? But with that, the Egyptians were always they they were always killing their siblings for power, all the uh. time. That happened all the time. So I don't know if maybe he was worried about being in trouble, or he might have just been upset that he wouldn't be pharaoh anymore. anymore. Right. All right. Yeah. So Isis finally gets back to Egypt. She sneaks the body in, and she's actually preparing to bring Osiris back to life instead of burying him. And she asks her sister Nephthys to guard the place where she's hidden his body while she goes and collects the things that she needs to bring him back to life. Seth gets word that Isis is back and he gets all freaked out and he runs to Nephthys and he's like, have you seen Isis? And Nephthys tries to lie because she's trying to help her sister. Right. But Seth knows that she's lying to him mm -hmm. and he gets her to tell him where Osiris's body is hidden. So before Isis can get back to Osiris's body, Seth goes to the hiding place, opens the coffin, and hacks him into 14 or 42 pieces and scatters them across the entire land of Egypt. <sighs> what a dick. Isis comes back, the coffin's open, and her husband's body's gone. And she collapses and she's inconsolable again. Oh. Nephthys comes in and she feels just horrible because she let her big sister down and her brother got hacked into pieces. And she tells Isis, I'm going to help you find him and we're going to put him back together and we're going to bring him back to life. So now not only does Isis have to find Osiris again, she has to find 14 or 42 body parts to put back together. All over Egypt. All over Egypt. Right. So Isis turns into a bird and her and Nephthys search Egypt for Osiris's body parts and they do find them. And when they find them, they bury them and over top of them, they build a shrine to protect them from Seth because he's also on the lookout because he doesn't want Osiris to come back. Right. Once they get all the body parts, they put them all together and they take them, take them to a place called Abydos and they find out when they're there and they're putting them back together that they're missing one part, his oh. penis. His penis oh. is missing. Oh, no. I can't find it. The tail is maybe a fish ate it, but they, yeah. can't find, they can't find his penis anywhere. Isis has come too far for that to stop her. She makes a replacement penis out of gold. All right. Some people say wax. Some people say mud or clay. But for this story, 
she makes a gold penis for her husband. There you go. <laughs> it's going to get weirder. <laughs> I'm a little bit afraid, but also excited. <laughs> so Isis is very powerful, but she's not powerful enough to bring Osiris back on her own. So she calls Thoth, who is also a great magician, as well as Anubis. And he presides over the embalming process. And the four of them together, so Nephthys, Osiris, or Nephthys, Isis, Thoth, and Anubis, all sew Osiris's body back together. It takes them weeks to sew him back together. But they're finally able to perform this resurrection ceremony. Osiris comes back to life. And Isis is so fucking happy that they have sex then and there. And she becomes impregnated with their son, Horus. Oh, okay. But Osiris isn't fully alive and he isn't fully dead. He's kind of in an in-between. So he mm -hmm. can't stay in the world of the living. So he has to go to the underworld where he then remains as the king of the dead. Okay. Now they have their son, Horus. And he's actually represented by a falcon. But Thoth tells Isis that she needs to hide her baby because Seth wants to kill him. Right. He's the rightful heir. So she keeps them hidden in the marshes. And they are never at peace with each other. Seth's always trying to kill his nephew. And Horus, growing up, hears from his mother how his uncle tries to kill his father, hacks him into pieces. And he wants to get revenge. Mm-hmm. So Horus is now a young man, and he and his uncle eventually go to war. Because cool. Horus is the rightful. Oh, you're going to say cool, and I'm going to tell you what happens. And you're going to be like, what the fuck? All right. Never mind. <laughs> I received my cool. They <laughs> end up before this panel of judges, I guess. And there's Ra, Thoth, and Shu. And they are trying to figure out who's going to be king. Thoth and Shu are for Horus, Ra is for Seth, and Seth says, let Horus prove that he is better than I am, and he can have the throne. So they decide to have a breath-holding competition. They turn into hippos, and they sit at the bottom of the Nile, and the first to come up for air would lose. Isis is there, and she wants to help, and she makes this copper harpoon, but when she throws it, she actually accidentally hits Horus. Oh, no. <laughs> And so she pulls it out and she throws it again. And this time it hits Seth. But Horus comes out of the water and he's furious. And he cuts off his mother's head and takes it up to a mountain and leaves. It's okay. Thoth puts her head back on. He gets her head and puts it back on. She's fine. It's like, man, these gods he's, and their tempers. He's, he's just, just really that. mad. He's furious. So Horus is tired from decapitating his mom and up on this <laughs> up on this mountain he decides to just take a little nap and Seth sneaks up on him and gouges out his eyes oh. and he buries them and from his eyes is actually where lotus blossoms come from Ooh. but the goddess Hathor takes pity on Horus and she pours gazelle milk over his face and he restore he gets his sight back <clears throat> so the tribunal calls them in and they're like listen this is some fucked up shit you guys are doing to each other you need to settle this now once and, and for all once and for all and seth's like oh yeah no problem sure no problem 
<laughs> so he decides that he's going to seduce his nephew. Now, this isn't any, it's not anything sexual. It's, oh, okay. it's, it, it is, but it's, it's not, it's to prove that he's dominant over the other person. Mm -hmm. So in the night, Seth tries to ejaculate between Horace's thighs, but Horace is awake and he catches it in his hands. Ew. Yep. And he gets up and he goes to his mom and he holds out his hands and he's like, look at what is happening. Like, look at this. And he's freaking out and his mother freaks out and she chops off his hands and throws his hands into the Nile. But she's like, but she's like, hang on a minute. I have a better idea. What I want you to do is I want you to ejaculate into this pot. I told you it gets really weird. So in the morning, she takes this pot to Seth's gardener and she's like, what does he like to eat? And the gardener's like, he really likes salad. Ew. <laughs> and Ew. so they, so they, they yeah. pour out the contents of this pot on the lettuce, around the lettuce, and the lettuce grows and Seth eats it. And he actually becomes pregnant from eating this lettuce. He doesn't know that yet. The gods call them back in and they're like, listen. What is going on? Like, why can you guys not just figure your shit out? And Seth tells them, I have performed the labor of a male against him. And Isis is in the back and she's like, ah, 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 not so fast. Let's, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this sentence. Let's summon your semen. <laughs> <laughs> so we can see where it comes from. And the judges are like, Isis, you're really on to something. That's a great idea. <laughs> so Thoth puts his hand on Horace's shoulders and says, come out, you semen of Seth. <laughs> hey! <laughs> and it, it, it actually comes up from the River Nile because he right. threw his hands into the river. Right. So he turns to Seth and he puts his hand on him <clears throat> and he says, come out, you semen of Horace. And because Seth ate the lettuce and he doesn't know that he's pregnant, it can't answer. But what it does is it manifests itself above his head in the form of a golden disc, which Thoth plucks out of the air and uses as his own crown. I'm not telling you that any of this makes any kind of sense. I'm just telling you You're just what telling the history is. I'm just telling you what the histories tell us. Right. So they're still upset. They decide that they're going to have a stone boat race. Stones don't float, which that doesn't make any sense to me. But so they put their boats in the water. Seth's boats sink, but Horace floats because he's tricked Seth. And he's actually made a wooden boat, but disguised it to look like stone. Seth gets furious, turns himself into a hippo again, and rams Horace's ship. This shit goes on back and forth for over 80 years. Like them oh just trying God. to best each other. <laughs> Finally. I don't know why they didn't just do this in the beginning. But the judges call on Osiris. And they're like, listen. Yes. I was like, why, why did didn't you, you do this in the, the beginning? Fucking Pharaoh. Oh my God. Seriously, murdered? right? So 
they call on Osiris and he tells them that his son deserves to be Pharaoh. And in a final battle, Horus castrates Seth and cuts his body up into pieces like he did with his father. Yep. And he becomes Pharaoh. So All that's right. kind of the end. But when a Pharaoh dies, they assume the role of Osiris. Right. And then the new Pharaoh becomes Horus, which Horus became Pharaoh when he slew Seth. It's just a cycle. The new Pharaoh. So, for example, when King Tut died, he becomes Osiris because he right. is now the king of the underworld. Right. right. Okay. So an interesting thing I read was when Christianity was trying to actually get a foothold kind of over paganism, Isis and Horus are always depicted as mother and son, and he's typically on her lap. That was converted into the images of Mary and Jesus. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. And the image of Isis holding the body of her dead husband became Mary with the crucified Jesus. Okay. So Isis is often shown wearing the symbol of an empty throne on her head, which is kind of the symbolism of her husband being gone. Mm -hmm. And she herself is now the seat of the Pharaoh's power. Mm -hmm. And ancient Egyptians believe that the Nile River flooded every year because of the tears that Isis wept for her dead husband. And every year there was a ceremonial death and rebirth ritual. Mm. But that is a wild story. Of Isis and Osiris. That's amazing. I told you it got kind of weird. And I apologize at the end that it gets a little bit weird. Um, that's right. Or yeah, grown up. Yeah. Unless you're I not figured, grown up. I figured we could handle it. You can manage. Yeah. I haven't heard that story before. So No? No. I love I'm glad I got ones. to tell you. I'm glad I got yeah. to tell you. Amazing. Yay. So we will have some pictures of the of this newest episode up on our Instagram. You can check it out at more than with more than widths. More than widths. <laughs> you can check it out at more than myths. Uh, you can also check out our Twitter at more than myths as well. Our email that you can always reach us. So if you've heard something that isn't quite right or you know, you want to just say, hey, good job. Send it to us at more than podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you follow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify as well as Google. Yep. Leave a review if you have a minute. We'd love uh, anytime you can leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps our visibility. As always, tell your friends, tell your family, and tell your mom. Tell your mom. Until next time, stay curious. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.